0: all real estate is really local. So you might be listening to somebody who has a lot of experience and great motivations, but they're in a completely different market. And what they have to say might not exactly apply to the market you're considering investing in. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation,
1: where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now let's Get to it. Hey, our sponsor for the show today is Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota. And they were recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through their investment prospects. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. Look, there's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com.
0: Welcome back to another edition of Hump Day Hustle, the show where we focus on business and real estate as our core pillars of wealth creation. My name is John Stiles with Bridge Realty, and I'm excited for another great episode Today, we're going to be talking about a question that I think is really important, who should we be listening to? And uh, with that, here is our host, Todd Dexheimer. Todd, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing fantastic, John. How are you?
0: Doing great. Recovering from uh, all the 4th of July festivities, uh, kind of a long week, long holiday week. So it was good stuff. Um, How about yourself? What's...
1: Yes. I mean, same thing. I checked out basically, uh, Wednesday afternoon, I completely checked out and we went to kind of Northern, uh, not super far North, but Northern Wisconsin, where we don't really get good service. So I put my phone away and I didn't check it and I didn't have my computer out nothing. And so now that I'm back, um, I'm playing catch up. I had a lot of emails on Friday, especially uh, some even Saturday and Sunday, and I didn't check it at all. So uh, today has been mostly like an email day. (laughs) I still got more to go. Uh, But you know, it's, it's nice to just kind of check out sometimes and be able to spend time with the family and, uh, and really focus on you know, that type of stuff versus always focusing on the business. So it was kind of a mini little hiatus that it was good to see that I was able to do it um, because we're going to be going to Europe at the end of the summer. And I, my goal is to check out for the entire two weeks that I'm gone uh, and not do any work whatsoever that's going to be challenging. We'll see how it goes. But I'm hoping I can set it up properly prior to leaving to where I can completely check out. My goal is the week prior to essentially have checked out already um, and kind of be micro, maybe not I shouldn't call it micromanaging, but maybe slightly managing uh, to make sure things are right. And then when I'm gone, not have anything to worry about because I already know that I prepared for it properly. So we'll see how that goes. I'm hoping I can do it, but uh I think it's important sometimes to just completely reset your mind and, and your energy.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean that's why we are that's one of the things that drives us, right? Is is the ability to really spend quality time with our families and um have something to live for more than just you know, more than just business or money or whatever it is.
1: Yep. Yep. We all we, we can always be busy. We can always drive uh, ourselves really hard if we want to. And I typically do on a daily basis. Um, but sometimes it is good to just reset and focus on truly what's important um, and Kind of just take a step back, and I think it allows you to be a better business owner as well, better business owner, better husband, better father, or or you know, wife and whatever. But um, I think being able to step away from your business overall allows you to really think about how you're operating your business. And so I've been trying to be a little more aware as I go, and I'm hoping you know in. in a, a couple of weeks prior to leaving, I can have everything set up to be you know basically on automatic feed and where I don't have to really worry about that couple of weeks that I'm gone and that by able by being able to do that you you have to set your business up for long term success you know so
0: it, it really Sounds helps like-
1: you think about it.
0: Sounds like we could do an episode on this topic, huh? Yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. Well, let's, let's get
1: to our topic today, which is not what I'm talking about.
0: Right. Um,
1: but it's about uh, really, uh, who do we listen to? There's a lot of people out there talking. You know, I, I've got a podcast. I've got my own opinions. John, you've got your own opinions. We've all got our own opinions. Uh, But who do we listen to? You know, you've got a lot of successful people out there talking, a lot of not successful people out there talking, uh, who maybe on the surface show you that they're successful or pretend like they're successful, uh, who have some opinions. And some might be good opinions, by the way. I'm not saying the people that uh, don't have a lot of credibility, but pretend like they have credibility, aren't sometimes they've got good opinions. Sometimes they've got real good research and you might want to listen to it. but who do we listen to? Um, I think is really important. Um, and how do we listen to them? I think that's the, the better uh, or the more important thing as well. So John, what's your opinion on that? How do you, how do you navigate through all of the all of the flow that's out there, all of the opinions that are out there on Facebook on you know bigger pockets and LinkedIn and whatever the news feeds and all that kind of stuff, how do you navigate that?
0: Yeah, well, I think we might need to narrow down the focus a little bit. Are we talking more about like What's going to happen the economy? or Yeah,
1: I, I would say, you know, for, for me and for probably the base of my listeners, we're talking about the economy and we're talking about multifamily in general or real estate. You know, what's going to happen with the real estate industry? Where is it going? Who do we listen to um, uh, when we're thinking about, you know, economy and whether you buy? And I think right now the hot topics, the the thing that the burning question for most people is what's happening with the economy? When's the recession coming? And should I buy or should I not buy right now? Cause most of us are, I think smart enough to understand that a recession eventually will happen and it's likely sooner rather than later. Uh, however, we can't predict that. Um, but who should I listen to? do do i listen to somebody that says we should be selling everything or do i listen to somebody who says we should be buying everything
0: okay well yeah i think one one piece of advice talking about giving opinions or giving thoughts here (laughs) is uh you don't don't fall for the clickbait because the the news media and facebook it just thrives on clickbait like what is the most outrageous thing we can say oh the economy's gonna you know it's gonna tank or this is the year it's gonna happen or you know if you just rely on those types of headlines and and maybe maybe you just read the headline and and that's all you take away from the whole entire article you know or the whole entire blog post whatever it might be you know that's that's where i think you're going to run into some trouble uh because really people use those headlines just to get clicks and um, you know so I I would say to shy away from from that as your only source
1: yeah you know a a good point there because I see a lot of people predicting the economy is going to crash and that's always a that's always something that people want to click on I mean Robert Kiyosaki built his business essentially around that you know, when you look at his education platform, and how it's how it's centered, it is essentially, the economy is going to crash. And you need to prepare yourself and educate yourself so that you're ready when it does to be able to take action and to be able to, you know, thrive and which is not necessarily bad advice. But he has built his business. He's built his success. And his following based on that, that negativity and that the economy is going to crash. And whether you like Kiyosaki or don't like, him, you, you obviously know probably most people that are listening, know the name. Most people have read rich dad, poor dad, and, and potentially many of his other books. Um, but just listen to him, uh, for a little bit. And he's very negative. He's always predicting, a crash. He was predicting a crash back in, you know, 2002. Predicting a crash in 2005. Predicting a crash in 2010. Predicting a crash in 2015. He's predicting a crash today. He's always predicting a crash, but it gets a lot of people um, to listen, and people are, you know, taking action because of that. And he's done a good job because he's got a big following. Uh, yeah,
0: well, that I think it points out that, um, you know, that idea of we have two things that motivate us, either uh, the desire to achieve something or to gain something or the fear of, of losing out or fear of, you know, failure, whatever it might be. So you have this yeah. fear, motivation, or I can't think of what the term Yeah, we're,
1: we're very driven on fear. A lot of us are very driven on fear. We're driven on fear and opportunity, and Kiyosaki does a very good job at really hitting on fear and he does hit on the other kind of nerves that we have too, but he drives a lot on that fear base. If you listen to his message and I'm not necessarily saying what he's doing is wrong. I'm just pointing out that's kind of how he does it. Um, But so to, to get back to our topic, you know, there's so many people out there. I hear it all the time. Um, that have these opinions on whether we should be buying or selling or when the recession is going to happen. Um, And and quite frankly, I, I would say since probably 2015, maybe even before that, the recession has been coming and it will be here in the next year to two years and it's been very consistent i think at least from 2015 i hear it and I, I hear it all the time and so right now if you listen to the experts the economy is running along smoothly and the recession will be here in the next year to two years but that message was the same back in 2018 2017 2016 2015 possibly even before that um so we have to watch out kind of how we're perceiving the news
0: yep and uh i guess i'll just add that you can't rely on just one source yep there's i would say if you're really going to be making a decision about a particular property or or whether it's the right time for you to to invest right now you know you got to dig, dig into some of the raw data and and interpret it some uh, for yourself a little bit, I mean, and also just take the different aspects or the different experts that are out there and see what they are all saying instead of just one of them. Um, but a lot of times, those experts are interpreting the data for you, which you know that's because they're the experts; they know them better than than we do. But you you know that raw data can be interpreted a lot of different ways, so you have to really understand what data is being looked at.
1: Yep. Hey, let's take a minute to thank our sponsor, Pine Financial Group. Look, you work hard for your money. Is your money working hard for you? Because of inflation, money sitting idle erodes your wealth. Many investors understand that real estate is a great investment, but may not want the effort or the risk that comes with owning their own property. They want to sit back and have payments, hit their bank account each and every month, stop eroding your wealth and start building by asking your money to work for you. You should be earning profits while you sleep in investment backed by real estate pine financial group the leader in hard money lending in colorado and minnesota was recently approved to offer their investment publicly this investment offers only for investors in colorado and minnesota and is only made through the investment prospectus get your copy today simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started There's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. It's www.pineinvestments.com. Hey, I'm super excited to announce the North Star Real Estate Conference that uh, I am putting together along with a few other friends, and we are expecting to have a great crowd there. This is going to be September 20th and 21st in Minneapolis, in the Twin Cities area, and hey, it'll still be warm, and we're going to have a ton of great speakers there. We're going to have some motivational speakers. We're expecting to have... Uh, speakers talking about a lot of different commercial real estate topics, multifamily and commercial real estate. So, we want you there. We would love to have uh, a great crowd there. We'd love to have you there. And the cool thing with this conference is all the profits are going to uh, benefit charity, they're going to benefit Junior Achievement specifically, who they uh, serve underserved uh, youth and they, they bring financial education to them. They not only teach financial education, but they teach the, the kids how to be entrepreneurs, how to be business leaders, and how to really do fantastic things after they're out of school and, and moving on. So that's who we're going to be benefiting. We're going to also have a charity gala. It's going to be a fun event and I'd love to have you attend. So again, it's called the North Star Real Estate Conference. Check it out. We've got uh, links that we'll put on the show notes. Uh, We would love to have you there. We'd love to have you attend. Speaker lineup is coming and uh, that'll be announced uh, shortly. We do have a few speakers already uh, lined up, so you'll be able to see that. We've got Trevor McGregor will be our keynote speaker. He's a master platinum coach. So you're going to love this event. We are going to just have a ton of fun and learn a bunch and also benefit a great organization as well. I will see you there. Check out our show notes for the links. So uh, Nikolai Ray, uh, some some of the listeners may know his name or or know who he is he posted something on Facebook recently and it was kind of asking that question and uh or kind of kind of not even necessarily even asking the question but just talking about the subject a little bit and somebody said well who do you follow and he listed off a, a name and it, or names and it was dozen like a dozen or so names and uh when I read those names I thought well geez you know those are those are Everybody's well known on that list, but out of that list of a dozen or so people, I know at least three of them have totally different opinions from each other. And that was my thought is, okay, well, one guy, and and by the way, I respect and like all three of them, one guy, his opinion, and it's been this way since I bet about 2014 or 2015 is that the economy is going to crash and that multifamily, he's a multifamily investor, that multifamily is going to crash and burn. The real estate market is going to see a major recession equal to 2008. Um, And he's been predicting that since 2015. And it hasn't happened yet, but he's still predicting it today. And he will probably continue to predict it into the future, what whether it happens or not, or what, and he'll be right eventually. <laughs> um, eventually, that the real estate will go down in value. The other person, I, I was listening to them uh, speak, and back in 2016, they were talking about how the economy and the real estate market is super overheated right now. And they are putting a pause on buying, and they think that we are posed for a, a, a downturn in the real estate market. However, today they're being very aggressive, very aggressive in purchasing. They're purchasing buildings for substantially higher prices than, uh, well, they're, let's just say they're purchasing buildings for prices that, you know, allow for them to buy in a competitive bid process, which is, you know, high prices typically. Uh, so they're being very competitive. So I haven't heard them change their opinion necessarily, but by their actions, I would say they've changed their opinion. Uh, the other person has kind of always had the message of buy, just buy, right, be conservative, with your numbers and keep on buying. The economy's great and don't stop. There's no reason to stop as long as you buy right and you fund it right and you have enough capital reserves. And so those are three very different opinions um, happening in, by three very respected people in the industry.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, it's kind of like a debate. You have to understand both sides of it yeah. and you understand like the middle ground. And I, I guess I would, I would be in that middle ground. You know, if you personally are in a position where you're ready to buy then, and if you're finding a property that you're, you're able to purchase right. And we, and we know what that means, you know, not overpay for it. Um, And on and, and a property that's going to, you know be a long term a good investment in a good location attract great tenants that type of stuff you know then then how could it be a wrong time to buy if if uh if that's your strategy there if you're trying to otherwise play the market and and buy at at the very bottom and sell at the very top well the thing is you know we can all see when that happened in in hindsight but but looking forward it's nearly impossible to to ascertain or deter, determine it exactly. So,
1: yeah. And, and so, for me, my opinion, uh, and everybody should listen to me, by the way, um, my opinion is that uh, what, you know, right now, real estate is definitely at a higher level than, um, than we've seen and so values are definitely high and potentially even inflated. Uh, So we need to be very careful when we're buying. But if you follow the right fundamentals, which is not buying for appreciation, buying for cash flow and true cash flow, like make sure you understand the real expenses. That's a big thing that I see some people messing up on is they don't understand real expenses. They don't understand maintenance expenses. Um, they don't understand turnover costs. You know, how often does that unit turn over? How often are these tenants moving out? So you need to understand like where your market's at, where your sub-market's at, and where your demographic's at. If the turnover ratio is 60% per year and you're only putting away, you know, 200 bucks, a unit for turnover costs well you're probably really pretty light on that um, but if your turnover ratio is you know 30 percent and you're putting away uh 200 bucks still pretty cheap but you know 350 bucks for your turnover costs well that's probably okay so It really depends and talk with your property management company on what they're seeing in the market and get some historical from both that property and other properties around it in that market with the same type of units. I see people putting really, really low repair and maintenance expenses on them. They go, well, because we're renovating the units. Well, guess what? Stuff still goes wrong. Repair and maintenance happens no matter what, whether you're renovating or not, it still happens. Tenants still move out whether you're renovating or not, and you have turnover costs. Like things don't just magically stop because you've renovated the units. Now, can expenses go down a little bit? Sure, but it doesn't magically stop. The other thing is, uh, what's your financing like? Are you getting good, solid financing? Is it good for long term? Um, you know, if you're setting yourself up in a for in a poor financial position, then when the economy does turn, what, can you do anything about it? Or are you just stuck and, and you're done, and you got to give the property back because you set yourself up for failure? That's that's a big thing. And then the last thing is, do you have cash reserves? Um, for me, I raise a lot of extra money in order to make sure we've got a bank account that has enough money inside of it to where we can pivot if we need to. We can uh, cover some losses if we need to. If we have, you know, roofs go bad or major expenses that we weren't expecting, we have money to cover that. That's really important, in my opinion. So it's cash flow, it's financing, and it's uh, cash reserves. Those are three really important things. And like you said, don't just buy and expect appreciation. Don't just buy expecting the market to continue to go up. In my opinion, right now, you should be buying, expecting the market to go down. If you expect that today is the peak and that tomorrow is going to be the building's going to be worth less than it is today um, that's a good position if you can still then make the returns that you want to now is that's the time to buy
0: yep yep exactly if if you're planning for kind of a, a worst case scenario or even a, a likely case scenario since we are all thinking we're close to the top. We don't know exactly where, which point we're at, but we, we all agree this is, prices are higher than they were before. So. We
1: don't all agree, by the way.
0: <laughs> well, prices are higher than they were yesterday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe true. Most of us probably agree with the facts, but some of us don't agree that the economy is nearing. Uh, some of us think that the real estate, and quite frankly, I do, I think that real estate values are going to continue to go up. They might see some negative, um, you know, downward pressure for a slight period of time if we do hit a recession. But I don't. My opinion is the next recession isn't going to make real estate crash. It's going to put a little bit of downward pressure on it. Uh, it's going to be like a two thousand, you know, one the dot com where values flatlined and went down slightly, but that was only for a short period of time. And then I think it's going to continue to go up, but that's just my opinion. Um, I could be completely wrong. So what would I, what I want to just say is when, when you're looking at other people's opinions, my opinion and everybody else's take it all in and really under try to understand it and then come up with your own conclusions right and make sure it works for you for your business plan and for your investors if you're using investors but make sure it works and you can actually make sense of it all if you can't make sense of what everybody's opinions are well, then don't use them right so uh, that's what I do I listen to everybody I throw out the garbage and I take everybody else's opinion that I think has value and validity. And I form my own opinion through that. That's what I do. That's, that's in my opinion, the best way to do it. Um, and, and that way, we really can get a good grip of what's going on and how to best serve, for my for me, how to best serve my investors and my business.
0: Yeah. And listening to those other even competing arguments can really help you stretch your your thinking and help you make sure you're not overlooking some aspect of, you know, all the data that goes into it. So. Yep.
1: The other thing is, is pay attention to who you're listening to, right? I mean, figure out who you're listening to. If, if you go, okay, you know, great. There, there's a lot of people out here right now that are talking and teaching and a podcast and all this kind of stuff. But some of them, like I said earlier, have zero credibility in my opinion, um, so how did they form their opinions? And, and again, they might not be wrong, but we have to understand, okay, where did they come from and how are they forming their opinions if they don't have that success, if they don't have, uh, haven't had time in the market, you know, and I haven't had the most like the longevity in the market. I've been going since 2008. I've been probably studying real estate since about two thousand five um so you know there's people that have been in it a lot longer than me and i listen to those people and i pay attention to what they're saying uh and so a lot of my opinions are formed on my experience but a lot of my opinions are formed based on other people's experience and i am very cautious when i hear somebody talk that i have either found out through my research or just know by, you know, knowing them that they have very little to no experience. I'm cautious about what their opinions are. Um, And a lot of times just discount them or throw them off or or throw them away or or whatever. But sometimes I listen to them. Again, sometimes I listen to them. It depends on how they form their opinions as to where they're from.
0: Well, and as you identify who, what the sources of that information, you can see, is there an ulterior motive? You know, are they trying to sell education? Are they trying to sell you real estate? Are they trying to, you know, do they have some other motive that's maybe influencing their opinion about the market?
1: Yeah. Very, very good point, John. And that's, that's an excellent point. What are, what are they trying to do? What are they trying to sell potentially? And uh, you know, Take take some of the things they may be saying with a grain of salt, then. And uh, if anybody's too positive, or too negative, then I usually kind of just brush that off and push it aside. You know, because cause it's it's not, in my opinion, it's not all roses and it's not all thunderstorms. So. Cool. Uh, anything else on this topic, John, when, when we're looking at who, to, who do we listen to and, and, you know, how do we form these opinions?
0: You know, I guess just maybe one more thing to consider is that all real estate is really local. So you might be listening to somebody who has a lot of experience and great motivations, but they're in a completely different market and what they have to say might not exactly apply to the market you're considering investing in. Yeah. So I yep. just one last thing to consider there.
1: Yeah. Good, good point. And that definitely real estate is local hundred percent. And we want to make sure we're paying attention to the local market. And we've talked about that before we talked about, uh, I think just a couple episodes ago uh, out of state investing versus in state and, and, you know, researching these markets. And I've done, we, we've done other podcasts on uh, researching markets. So make sure that you understand your own market that you're either living in or, or actually uh, investing in and know that it's it's definitely different. I mean, Minneapolis is different from Dallas and Dallas is different from San Francisco and San Francisco is different from New York. And so they're all different markets and they've all got different cycles and You know different positives and negatives to them. Yep. Cool, John. Well, that's uh, that's all I got.
0: Sounds good. Well, we appreciate all of our listeners and viewers tuning into the show. Here, Uh, we we'd like to hear what your opinion is on where the market's heading. So, be sure to comment either on our YouTube video or you can comment on our Facebook page. And while you're at it, we really appreciate your rating and review on iTunes.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd, I'd love to get a discussion going or people to, to to comment on our Facebook page or wherever and let us know what you think. And who do you listen to, too? If you've got an opinion on maybe some of the people that you really listen to and, and hear from, that, let us know about that as well. So, um, And, John, we've got a conference coming up. I know we mentioned it earlier on the show, but we've got a conference, so people need to sign up for that conference at – Uh, nreconference.com right Uh, nreconference.com they can go to that sign up it's going to be fantastic we got a ton of awesome speakers Uh, i'm going to be there john you're going to be there i'd love to meet people there and uh i think it'll be an amazing
0: event so yep sounds good
1: cool well john that's it that's a wrap make every day a saturday man you too Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go. Again, go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review, and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business. And reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day, and as I say, make every day a Saturday.